Baseball is back. Save 40%. Don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Get all access to the Athletics exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Get unlimited access to breaking news, in-depth stories, and expert analysis on what's sure to be one of the most enthralling seasons in sports history. Don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets the Athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com slash DodgerPod, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. Sports are back, and you won't want to miss breaking stories on your favorite teams. So go to theathletic.com slash DodgerPod for 40% off an annual subscription. We hope to see you there. How's it going, everybody? This is Andy McCullough from The Athletic here with Pedro Mora. Also of The Athletic, you are listening to Describes the Summer, a show about the Los Angeles Dodgers. Pedro, man, how's it going? Hello, Andy. It is going okay. How are you? I'm okay. I'll tell you who's also okay is Clayton Kershaw. Am I right? Yeah, he's better than okay, I think you could say. (laughs) Uh, He had a very good game. Sunday in his first game in in 300 days in the big leagues. Yeah, it was a, it was an improvement. He he looked uh, yeah. his stuff was better according to people who know baseball a lot better than me when they watched him yesterday. His stuff looked a lot better than it had been mm-hmm. in the last year or two. Um, and so that's a great sign for the Dodgers. Absolutely, he um, you know he was basically on on unblemished three singles against the Diamondbacks, no walks. Mm-hmm. It was able to place his three pitches across the strike zone his fastball velocity was a couple miles up from where it had been yeah it couldn't have been a better sign you you were watching Andy what what did you think yeah I mean I think the fastball velocity is the one that obviously jumps out right like he was like sitting 92 which is a fairly significant jump from where he had been in recent years he'd been closer to like 89 91 90 91 90.3 last year yeah 90.8 the year before and yesterday was 92.0 right and and being in that 92 to 93 range that's about where he lived for most of his prime maybe probably 93 94 um but that just little tick that you know just makes the fastball a little bit more effective i think it creates separation with the slider and uh, allows him to sort of use the slider to, to bury people but also while getting quick outs with the fastball and so um yeah i mean it was it looked really really encouraging um when you said you kind of talked to just like evaluators and stuff like what was it the fastball velocity was it the movement of the slider what was it that kind of stood out to the folks you were talking to who watched him yesterday i think it was the 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 fastball velocity and the ability to place it on the on arm side especially and glove Mm -hmm. side It, it was um he was basically he was throwing it in uh, with more, I think, um, w- he was throwing it to his own desires more uh, more efficiently and, and more effectively than he has been in a couple of years. He didn't have to tinker with, with throwing sliders when they're blending mm-hmm. in between the two pitches in dicey counts. He could, he could go to the fastball. He could pitch like a more traditional pitcher. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's one game, and it's people people sure. are watching on television, so it's it's not like it used to be in terms of scouting. But uh, right, but right. like it, it could yeah. just be like a hot gun, you know? Nah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It there were some pitches there. That way, but, yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm not an expert, but there were p- pitches there that definitely did not seem like he threw last year. Do you know what his uh, his percentile ranking was in, in terms of his fastball last year? Yes, across baseball, including relievers. When you say percentile, what do you mean? If you're average, you're fifty. Uh, if you're the best, you're 99. If you're the worst, you're one percent. You know? Like oh, he would have been like kind 20, of thing. T- yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, like 25 percent. 
Yeah, that's what about what I would have guessed, but it, it was 14. So that's way less, right? Yes. Yes. Right, right. Yes. That's okay. extremely low. Yeah. That means that only 13% of pitchers in baseball had had lower uh, average fastball velo than him. Uh-huh. That kind of struck me. Yeah, I did not expect that. I knew, you know, obviously I knew it was in the bottom quartile or so, but not that low. Yeah. I think, you know, the last time, the last year that I was covering the Dodgers on a daily basis was 2018. And that seemed to be a season that he kind of crossed over a sort of stuff threshold, if that's a, that's not really a thing, but I think you guys kind of get the point of what I'm trying to say is what his, his stuff was in a different place than it had been in the, you know, prime to uh, 2016, 2017 when he was dealing with physical issues. Like the, the issue for him in 2018 was that his stuff had, had backed up a, a relatively notable amount. And that really manifested in that he was throwing fastballs and sliders that had really kind of the same velocity. They were both like, and his fastball kind of had a, has a natural cut to it as well. And so he was just kind of throwing a lot of stuff that was like, 89 to 90 and it kind of moved uh you know a little bit and so to see him be able to reestablish that uh basically what he's been trying to do over the last you know and and it seemed like last year i wasn't watching every starts on a daily basis but it seemed like he was in a similar sort of place where the you know there was problems differentiating those two and so to get the fastball back up a couple notches to have depth on the slider and movement on the slider that is you know what always separated him were that was those two pitches um with obviously you know having this sort of hammer curveball as a as a weapon at, at various times so um it has to be really encouraging you know for the dodgers to to see him doing that you know what i mean yeah you're right andy and uh you're also right that in the the gap the stuff gap between 2017 and 2018 is the most significant i think of his career mm-hmm. at least in terms of mm-hmm. velocity it was a two a full two mile an hour down yeah. downward trend which is you know every other year it's been within a mile up or down and yeah and he's not someone who as you sort of indicated he didn't necessarily ever throw that hard uh it was right. like i think his career high was like 94 and a half uh which mm-hmm. you know is a lot harder than 90.3 but is uh is relatively still pretty average across baseball mm-hmm. nowadays so um but yeah from 2017 to 2018 that that was really when it became an issue because the slider the slider stayed the same and the fastball shrunk right. two miles an hour and then all of a right. sudden right it was a sort of thing like in in 16 and 17 the issue was just like his like getting on the mound right like his back was giving him issues especially in 16 that was a pretty significant back injury he suffered and kind of he re-injured it in in 17 um but when he was on the mound you know the fastball was a little bit shorter than it had been but the stuff was still still pretty much there the last two seasons though it had it just wasn't the same and so um i think you know it's really encouraging because as we have talked about before um the fact that he was as good as he was, though, in, in 18 and 19, statistics-wise, uh, given where the stuff was, speaks to, you know, his preparation, his intent, you know, his ability to sort of bear down in situations and avoid sort of disastrous outcomes. And so you you get to see, you know, the idea that Kershaw could be back closer to where he was in maybe 16 and 17 is is very very encouraging for the Dodgers you can add a 2.5 year a guy and a 2.5 <laughs> year a guy in this environment in this offensive environment might really yeah. be like a two year a guy because yeah. nobody's really hitting that baseball yeah 
So do you think it was Driveline that did it? Who can say, right? <laughs> Who can say? Um, if you were going to pinpoint one thing that Driveline has demonstrated an ability to do across baseball, it is develop velocity, right? And mm-hmm. it, not it's not necessarily been the most successful thing for all pitchers, right? There have been injuries. There have been other issues that have developed. But it, it has a pretty – my understanding is that it's a pretty solid track record of you go there, mm-hmm. you spend there, you spend time developing mm-hmm. there and learning their techniques, whether they're, you're doing it remotely or there, and you often throw – the baseball harder than he did before you went there. It's funny. I was talking to someone in the organization during the spring and they were saying something to the effect of like Kershaw is going to look uh, notably, it, his stuff is going to look notably livelier this year and everyone's going to give driveline credit, but it's actually the stuff the organization has been doing. So I, you know, there's the, I, I look, I think it's a good thing for a team when you're fighting over who is in charge of who's responsible for, you know, your ACE looking, uh, you know, like he shaved three or four years off his, off his arm but it's also possible that no one really knows what what the um, right improvement right. source is right i mean it's if you're right. if you are trying a few different things in an off season and then you are it, yeah. it, you get the improvement you seek why you know you don't have to worry that much. i mean just do everything keep doing everything i suppose yeah. right and it's also possible you know that he pitched less this october than he has in several years he you know essentially didn't pitch in a competitive environment from you know march to july um you know or august excuse me you know like I don't know, maybe that has a little bit to do with it too, that like this is a guy who has, you know, worn a very, very heavy load uh, in his, you know, mid to late 20s. I mean, there were guys who threw more innings, but he was used, you know, heavily almost every regular season. And then in terms of the postseason load that he was taking on, I, I, you know, I don't know if there's anyone who even comes close in this era who's, you know, had to weather the amount of innings on short rest that he has um, you know, during basically the 2010s. Yeah, especially up till 20, 2015, right? And then 2016, the injuries began. He hasn't thrown right. more than, you know, he hasn't reached 180. But he was going short in, in the 2016 playoffs too, which is sort Just of crazy. Just coming back from that injury. Yeah, 2016 is, is a wild season for him because, like you said, yeah. it's the most significant injury of his career, but it's also, I think by many measures, the best season of his career. I mean, I think we talked about this on the draft. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he walked the fewest hitters he ever had. He, yeah. His ERA was the best it ever was. He right. came back from that significant injury and dominated in September and then pitched a lot in the playoffs. It yeah. is a, I mean, it's, there's a compelling case. I mean, when you're striking out that many guys and he oh issued gosh. 11 walks in 149 innings. Yeah, he had a 15.6 strikeout to walk. It's pretty great. There's a good case that it's the, the best season of his career. On a rate basis. On a rate yeah, basis. Yeah, on a rate basis. I mean, before the injury... Um, you know, before the injury, he was just like, he was destroying opposing teams at, you know, and that was my first year being around him on a, on a regular basis. And it was, it was like, yeah, it was really, really stunning to watch just the way he would just basically eviscerate opposing lineups. I mean, he was at the height of his powers before he hurt his back, um, that June, you know, um, it's interesting, you know, I, that like I don't even I, all, when I think about the 2016 season I, I just think about like how um, just like how that the back injury sort of changed the the shape of his career in some ways in that you know it everything suddenly became about just his health rather than what he was doing on the mound um, and and what you know what a challenge like Andrew Friedman ha- did say at the end of 2016 that almost every player 
he could think of who sustained the injury that Kershaw did, which I believe was just always listed as a back strain, uh, would have like been out for the season, right? And like I do wonder what the significance of the injury exactly was because you know that was the team was very this was sort of when they were um you know they wouldn't put out a timetable there were a lot of issues you know in terms of communication and that Kershaw you know did not want people talking about his injury didn't want them to say when he might be back and and I remember he was asked in you know 2016 I think I might have asked him because Mike DiGiovanna who we used to work with at the uh the LA Times said you know I'd suffered back issues and he said you know ask him if he's feeling shooting pains down his leg, because that is a sign that you have uh, some, I forget what it was, like something it's a herniated required, disc, right? A herniated disc, yeah, correct, right, right, right. So it's to ask him if he's feeling shooting pains down his leg. And so I asked him, I said, are you feeling shooting pains down your leg? And he said, no, no, I'm not. I said, okay. And then the next year, he had a, he had a recurrence of the injury, but less severe. And I asked him, I said, are you feeling shooting pains down your leg? And he goes, no, it's not like last year when I was feeling shooting pains down my leg. <laughs> and so I just, the, the extent of that 2016 injury, like I would be really curious to know just how bad it was because the level of p- discomfort that he was in Pitching that September and that postseason was uh, at a level that I'm not sure I've seen a player push through before, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and that really did alter the you know the sort of arc of his career, and that you know he he put him he put himself on the line basically that that season, and um, I think that that was maybe part of what had led to in 17 and 18 some sort of recurrences with the issue, with the back issues. Are you saying that they didn't, the injury wasn't described as a herniated disc until like the following year or something like that? Because in no. retrospect now, it seems it, that that's that's always, you know, I wasn't around every day then. It, that seems like what is being referred to all the time now. It's like in 2016, yeah. he had a herniated disc. I'd have to go look. I mean, he did have a herniated disc, but I think it was conflicting descriptions of the severity of it i guess you know now he compares every back injury he ever suffers to that right that's the right. baseline it's like <laughs> right it's it's 2016 or like or everything else is fine compared to it basically like, i he, guess he, what i'm saying is i there was a chance like there was a chance that he needed basically season-ending surgery in june mm-hmm. he pitched his last game on june 26 there was a not insignificant chance that he needed season-ending surgery and he pitched again on september 9th like so, so and pitched and this, really well. Yeah, it pitched really yes, well. Yes, pitched really well and pitched <laughs> some good games in the postseason. You know, I pitched a tremendous game two. I want to say against yeah, the Cubs really. in yeah. the NLCS. Um, you know, obviously saved game five of the uh, the NLDS. You know, pitching on one day of rest, as I recall. You know, did some like you know pretty crazy stuff. And just I know from. Being around the team in years subsequently, guys would talk about just the level of discomfort he was in. The problem is that, you know, try and get Clayton Kershaw to, to talk about something like that. It's not, it's not the easiest thing. I, what I'm saying is that when you say 2016 may be his best season, there's both a uh, subjective and objective case for making that, I should say. He went through a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he sure did, huh? Ooh, he sure did. Uh, what else is up with the Dodgers these days, Pedro? Is Mookie Betts okay? He just uh, hurt his finger a little bit. He seems he seems fine. When you hurt yourself mildly and then hit a home run to the opposite field with it, I'm not too worried about it. Um, okay. And then he played another inning in the field. Uh, it seems like a relatively 
minor thing. The Dodgers are doing are doing great. Um, they basically, <laughs> yeah, they they have yeah. tons of hitters who are good. They got they yeah. got like fourteen good hitters, so they'll be they'll be fine. Um, as long as they're playing these games, Walker Buehler starts tonight against Chris Paddock. He, he this will be his like real build up to a full starters workload for Buehler. I don't see an issue really with with the Dodgers. I don't know where their flaws are compared to their peers. I just don't. I mean, right. we were talking. I've I've been talking up the Diamondbacks as like a, as a team that could force Oof. them to put them in put some pressure on them, but sh- the talent disparity is just too too large. It, yeah. It, yeah. Um, after watching them for four games, we'll see about the Padres. I know they have a lot of uh, young talent, but I'm 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 skeptical. The D backs, it seems like that what they have doesn't really work in a sprint. Like they have no superstars, really. I guess depending on how you feel about Kettle Marte, but you know, I don't I don't think, yeah, I I don't think he's a six win player every year. And but it seems like they would play, they would basically play like good aggressive baseball for 162, and that can get you like 85 to 90 wins. But yeah, they don't really have star power yep they're an 81 team like in a normal at least right you can you can bank on it um but how many home runs do you think as a team they've hit this year the d-backs the d-backs they're three and seven um eight two (laughs) what (laughs) that's a that's a small number it sure is yeah 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 they're they're having some they're having some issues scoring points let me tell you that's not good and uh Yeah. yeah they don't really have an uh like an ace or, an, or even like a, a number two necessarily. So <laughs> they just, got, yeah. yeah, they have a bunch of competent guys, but I don't know that, right. that that's not, that's enough. Right. They're so. like a, they're like a discount version of the Rays who are, you know, like, the, <sighs> yeah. Don't the Rays have a lot of like really kind of wild talented players though. They have a lot of tools on their team. The Rays. Uh, I, I yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Maybe that was a bad comp. The, well, the Rays are like the discount version of the Dodgers, right? The D-backs are kind of what the Dodgers, a discount version of what the Dodgers were a few years ago, I think. Maybe. Hmm. In, I think now, when you look at the Dodgers roster from like 16, 17, the Dodgers had more talent on their roster than they did then, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so the Diamondbacks have kind of what they had then, which is an overall competency. Like they don't have any bad players, but they don't still lack the um, the top end talent that even the Dodgers of those days did with Seager. Yeah, with, I mean the 16-17 Dodgers still had, you know, Kershaw, Seager, Turner, Jansen. Uh, but they also which, had you know like Logan Forsyth playing a lot who, you know, quickly went on like a minor league deal type, you know, he became immediately yeah. after, thereafter like a minor league deal player and they were paying him 10 million in no, 17. You're right. right. You're right. I mean they they were a normal good baseball team basically. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. They had a couple positions where they were a little short. Yeah, so Corey Seager is the preseason is the early favorite for the MVP possibly. He's hitting that ball, not. yeah. And so was Mookie yeah. Betts. Yeah. He looks good. They're, they're, yeah. They're, uh, Cody Bellinger reverted his swing to his old, his old, his, uh, his 2019 way after trying out a new thing, a new load, uh, <laughs> and it did not work. And he, if you've been watching the games, he seems very frustrated. He has seemed very yeah. frustrated. Uh, that changed over the weekend after an off day. He hit a home run yesterday, hit another ball hard, was smiling. Um, he, yeah, it seems like he just banged it and went back to what was good. It must just be like to be a baseball executive and have to watch Cody Bellinger come in with a new swing in 2020. Just like you, it 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 must be a trying job. There there, <laughs> there must be aspects of this job that are just very very frustrating. Yes. Well, <laughs> uh, he changed. He he went back. Right. It's, I it's know. Forty at bats. So I, I, it's yes, not a, it's not a huge you. deal, but it's just one of those where you're like, what do you, why 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 are you doing that? 
Why? I don't know. Uh, Maybe that's an argument for less time in the offseason, right? And he, he just, yeah, these guys had a lot of time between yeah, the short playoffs and then and the shutdown. It's just so much more time than they're used to. I mean, I was thinking about it earlier. Clayton Kershaw used to have basically from Halloween until March 31st off. And this year he had an extra three, four weeks at the start of in October right. and then four months. It's just yeah. different. I think, there is, uh, I think there is something to be said that, you know, the, the, the life on his fastball and, and just the general sharpness could be related to the layoff. But, you know... Um, there was also a belief in t- talking to some people around you know the team, and as you wrote about you know this spring, that like he could have looked like this on on April first. So who knows? But for for one start, it's about as encouraging as you could get, I would say. Yeah, you couldn't have asked for more. Well, uh, we will be back again later this week as we wrap up the uh, the Dodgers series with the Padres. Thank you for listening, and we will be back to talk to you again soon. Bye bye.